You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements, organisations and ideas that are shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Um, the soothing sounds of Patrick. Yeah, taking you home all the way. <laughs> that got a little bit creepy. <laughs> Just a smidgen. <laughs> Didn't get creepy though with George Hendon in the room. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, I think you know what. Yeah, there's really kind of quite a few things to actually take out of what he's actually talking about. I mean, I think the the thing that really struck me was how how his process actually works and kind of you know that he's actually kind of working into the future and actually needing to figure out a year ahead really where things are actually going and then his process for doing that so how he actually engages with with people to understand that and then also then how he brings that back and has to pitch that to the people who are coming to speak who are going to sponsor it and also potentially attend it so i mean that was kind of you know incredible really the way that he actually thinks and uh you know what i loved um about george was that he backs himself he backs himself to do that so he's certainly not a not a guy who you know you would pick out in the street and kind of be like you know he's a he's a self-made man or anything like that he's very humble very kind of um down to earth but certainly his uh you know the fire in his eyes and kind of the way he actually talks about it was really quite inspiring Mm, he knows he can deliver even though um, it's an uncertain future in terms of life events. Uh, but listening to his story and the way he speaks of entering ever in, into Paul's Fest is quite impressive. I think it has set him up very much um, to work within unstable times, whether he knows that or not. But yeah, hearing his, his way of unpacking what he's done over the last 10 years, um, he's a visual guy and understanding how and what Paul's offers people, what it offers him and just re reevaluating where it is post-COVID is um, a really valuable thing, I think, worth listening to. 100%. And, uh, you know, I think so many of us are going to have this challenge over the, over the next little while, which, you know, we're so used to things um, rolling out quickly. We're so used to things happening um, at breakneck speed and really kind of being on a train and needing to keep up with it. Whereas part of what um, you're about to hear is kind of George talking about that process of actually that things have actually slowed down. And as someone who's kind of very used to that kind of process of run until you need to take a, a break and kind of take a step back and then run again, um, it was really interesting to to hear him speak about that process Mm, you've spoken about that how it has slowed down very much and i think a lot of people as you say have felt that um pre-recording george told us a bit about how he wanted to escape for a year and he thought maybe covid was gonna was gonna help him escape but as joe alludes to he has a hunger in his eyes that i don't i don't think he can even control yeah yeah i mean maybe next time you ask george ask him whether that was actually a serious thing i mean i I doubt it. I really, really doubt it. I think he's he's very much the type of individual who, um, you know, I think there's there's something that comes back that it is not just monetary, it's not just um, fame. I generally think, you know, when you kind of, um, you meet people like George, you clearly see that there's a love um, for, for doing what they do. So I think, you know, can you actually step back from that? The real question is actually, why would you want to? Yeah, I was, um, I couldn't look into TV. Everything was overwhelming and... Um, I just looked into when I decided to go back. I looked into my business and and went, okay. So let's unpack this. Let's see what's my business about. Um, and I I didn't just run a straight conference. It was a festival. There was so many elements in there that could be unpa- unpacked and. Um, 
And I basically um, found amazing software that I could actually graphically see what it, I'm a graphical person. I need to see pictures and images. So I graphically kind of pulled everything apart and literally every single element of, of the festival created in, in this kind of graph. And and then I've seen looked at it and go, okay, well, these segments could be separate entities. These could be a small businesses. I don't know why I wasn't commercializing it before. Because mm. everything was kind of going from one bucket. Thinking, you know, um, thinking I'm kind of a philanthropist. I can just kind of like throw things out there for people to have fun times and you know enjoy but where the funds are coming from well it's coming from this festival but and that's one of the reasons why why we've been kind of stuck a little a little bit in 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 trying to find whatever is that sustainable mode of operations um but we haven't charged for all these other things. And so when I identified that, then I sort of did a bit of, um, you know, profit loss, what analysis, I kind of did a lot of things, I just kind of put it through a few filters. And then timelines and, and uh, yeah, then I kind of started prioritizing and soon I'm going to launch the first one. Um, Interesting. So it's it's been really kind of digging into you know what what we do, um, why we do it, how can we do it better. But immediately for me was okay. Well, maybe we will we won't be able to do event next year. So what happens then? And in that moment of kind of um, realization, and I mean, were you? Were you struck with panic? Were you struck with clarity? Like when you kind of actually had to think to yourself that we're actually not going to be able to gather. I mean, I think, you know, one thing that, um, you know, I've always kind of um, admired about kind of PauseFest is it does very much kind of, it mashes people together, right? Mm-hmm. There's actually, there's an energy that actually comes from being exposed to all these different people and different perspectives, different dress, everything in kind of a confined space. So, um, you know, I've kind of when COVID struck, I mean, that's actually one of the things I thought about is that it's mm-hmm. such a physical kind of thing, but yet kind of, you know, so I'm just curious curious about you know your kind of your first emotion to then this kind of realization and being able to kind of plot it out and see kind of what it actually could could become i mean where where did you start i mean were you completely freaked out where did you actually start it was a funny emotion um to be quite honest because this year was a huge event for me um especially for the team that i had um and we were just going into overdrive for a long time and i was just i was just like oh my god i was just spent i was exhausted i was like beyond i wasn't feeling human you know i was just feeling like a machine basically just executing night and day and so when covid hit and because just before covid i was like cool let's do double the size let's do bigger I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. And I usually kind of say that to myself and then I believe it and then I break myself. Anyway, um, COVID struck and I was like, great. I might take a year off. (laughs) 
Because then I realized that what I was putting on myself was too even more pressure and more, you know, just piling up so many, you know, things on myself and expectations that I need to do even bigger and this and that. And I mean, I guess maybe that's not so, you know, crazy to think usually you want to grow your business you want to sort of uh but because um i kind of explained this to to a few people i have planted one tree and that tree's been sort of cut off hmm. and right now i don't have a tree so what am i going to do i'm am i going to plant another tree or i'm going to plant few trees and so my, as I said, my emotion originally was great. It's a perfect opportunity to do nothing for a year. And I can chill out. I can compose myself. I can really dig deeper and see what's what's going on. And I kind of believed that for, for a while. And then I was like, yeah, but, you know, I can't, I can't just disappear like you can't just like not do anything even though like i need that one year off i've been grinding for 10 years it's been like in a normal human years my 10 years is probably 30 years you know what i mean like (laughs) i I do do. three jobs i do do, like crazy hours you know I, i my lifestyle is not a normal present lifestyle you know i get paid once a year you know like it's it's my life is very different to a normal person so i did put a lot of effort so for me it was like i can chill maybe that's okay too and now there's a reason i don't have to explain uh why am i taking a year off but then i was thinking okay well maybe that's not so good maybe i'll do something but it doesn't have to be you know a mega sort of event maybe needs to be something else maybe and then i got into this you know let's break it apart let's look into what's potentially kind of could be um uh, initial thoughts about having an event uh first thought was well it's going to be online you know and the second thought uh and i already kind of projected sort of what's going to happen because the things with me the way i operate is like i have to think a year in advance Mm. all the time so i'm kind of literally living a year advance ahead of everybody just because i need to sort of uh, anticipate what that process is going to be look like how am i delivering certain things i need to anticipate you know the behaviors of the market i need to anticipate the behaviors of the sponsorships the behaviors of the attendees speakers i need to anticipate all of that to kind of go um yeah i'm okay with this i feel comfortable i can move into this you know a friend of mine said oh i would love to you know just kind of not have clients it'll be perfect and i'm like welcome to my world i don't have a client but guess what client doesn't pay you and so if client doesn't pay you you depend on who something to come out of nowhere so you need to pitch to all these random various different kind of clients being sponsor attendees whoever to buy what you built for a year Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and that's a lot of pressure. No doubt. Right there. Yeah. So I wanted to clear myself from that p- pressure a bit and kind of take it one bit at a time. And so my current strategy is, yeah, let's kind of divide and conquer type of approach. So I've, I knew when it started, I anticipated that it's going to be September, October, that things probably will start coming back to normal of some kind of normal that the new years and you know end of the year would probably be kind of getting to feel like you used to type of stuff without the holiday part uh (laughs) and um and then because pauses in february uh, every year it was very difficult to anticipate whether there will be opportunity to have um, mass gatherings in one place uh, and probably international travel just won't open. But the biggest problem is, yeah, I can anticipate that all like six to eight months to 12 months in advance. And I'm kind of pretty sensible and good about sort of month, month more or less. Mm-hmm. But the problem with all this is I need eight to 10 months to organize an event. Mm-hmm. And so in a normal sort of situations where you have everything that's working perfectly and you don't have all this um, craziness, it's hard to organize an event because you have so, so many things. But now it's even harder um, because you have these things that you cannot plan and, and you cannot plan that far in advance because um, you need to pitch to your sponsors, you need to tell everyone what's going to happen and you need to kind of say now so that that happens uh, in the future and so you need to predict that future and and bet that that's going to happen and if it doesn't it's pain right? Um, So it's, it's it's yeah it's kind of like very difficult at the moment to really kind of dig into or kind of commit to something that you know you don't have a bandwidth to work with things that are stable. It's kind of still unstable and, and a lot of decisions have not been made. So it's hard for you to, when you depend on that many factors to make a decision and go, okay, this is going, this is what's going to happen in the future. And I'm going to, do that so i guess for me i'm just kind of spreading it out i'm pushing it out my timeline a little bit so that i gather as much um information around what's going to happen and then with whatever the time is left i'm going to see what's possible to do in that time frame you're listening to bau business as unusual the podcast that speaks to the people behind the movements, organizations, and ideas that are shifting the way we think, interact, and transact. Your hosts, Patrick Beggs of Per Production, a production house that works with organizations to create media that strengthens culture and communicates that culture to the world. And Joe Rogers, CEO of The Contenders, a brand agency famous for crafting brands which deliver results for those who work for them, shop for them, and support them. For more information, head to baupod.co. If you find this podcast insightful, please help us by telling a friend and rating us on iTunes. Thank you. Now back to our conversations. Well, you seem like 
you're a bit of a master. You've started the process very much like working off getting to A to figure out what even B is and then working to B to C. Um, it's interesting to hear your process and honestly um, process what COVID has been to you coming off the back of a big festival, obviously your biggest one. Um, I just wonder what the opportunities you've just seen, even just in your little processing, like in a lot of ways, some people looking at this as an opportunity to find the future. Some people are still trying to figure out what the future will be. Do you feel a sort of plasticity in the air at the moment in a way, or do you still feel like it's just marbles falling? Yeah, it's uh, a good one. Um, I think there is a mixture of both. Um, I've started just sort of getting the feel for things and trying to have some conversation with some people and partners and sponsors and you know and um you know i see we're we're deeply impacted i'm not getting emails back from people you know um i see that our you know marketing efforts online don't work as much i see like a dramatic sort of um fall in you know 50 to 80 percent or even more in you know of what you put out what you receive um and i started sort of talking to some other um other people that work in different companies that potentially that were speakers at the event um and then i know them from from the event just to see what's going on you know what what they feel um uh, it's happening in their circles um, so that I know because the the worst thing I want to assume is whatever I think that's what it is um, generally I'm good at that but I'm also I'm also like well let me just check let me just ask <laughs> let me just let me just triple check this I, I think it's this but like I need to just kind of you know call yeah. a friend yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. call a friend and just kind of if he, if he says and she said and like if few of them say then I'll I'll believe myself but I kind of had had to have that sort of moment okay I think this is what's going on and I think everyone's kind of still waiting to see what happens and they then make decision, but that waiting game is really impacting everybody in a in, in, in a supply chain, especially those that depend on it, sort of you know suppliers and everyone else. So yeah, I think this waiting game is just gonna be spread a little bit, hmm. um, and so the processes and the way things and business been done. Um, in the past, at the speed that it was done, I, I, I just kind of noticed, like, why is this so slow? Like, how am I meant to organize something with this many things to be put in one place when everyone's, like, responding this slow? Like, I, I have simple emails that are sent to something just trivial two weeks, four weeks you know, that's when they get back to me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I can not organize anything in this type of slow environment. I guess the most priority gets whatever emails and, and, and 
things that are concerned the, the business the most and then whatever else is put in another bucket whereas like we can deal with this later or maybe avoid it as much as we can um and so that, i think that's a problem not just for me i think that's a problem for every business just to think about okay well yeah maybe things are coming slowly along but the time the way the long how long it takes to process certain information even email and then action that has been so slow uh and if you can as a business um if, if you can be okay with that you know then it's okay but if you require uh resolution service product at certain time then that's going to impact you and then you need to yeah. plan and factor that in to your production and output yeah and it's i mean hearing you hearing you speak the one thing that really strikes me is that you know you often throughout your um your career you've been able to to see into the future and then pull others to it and so in terms of kind of you know the festival itself is in some ways you've seen this and you've been able to bring sponsors speakers and attendees to that to build kind of a community that then goes out and takes that through through the next year so in some ways hearing you speak it's it's almost that now you're you're actually needing to tap back in to that community to actually kind of understand where they are at and start to kind of look at um you know what a slower kind of um festival kind of may actually manifest itself as so can that actually kind of work physically does it actually have to be digital those types of things i mean it's just a, it's a really interesting conundrum isn't it where you're kind of you're built in from what you're saying to us you're built to kind of run to deliver and then actually renew yourself to be, then be able to actually come back come back forward yeah yeah it's it's uh i feel like i'm starting again almost because all of my not just mine like i guess every well, a lot of all of people's sort of business has been affected in terms of like this is the way we ran it this is the process and this is how long it takes we know exactly kind of what the rhythm is so that rhythm has been interrupted mm. uh, but not just the rhythm that's one problem the other problem is like the market is uh, interrupted and so you have to kind of think about the modes of delivery is it online offline or is it a hybrid and i think potentially next february could be a hybrid option um then you also um yeah just need to understand how how it all sort of fits together and be agile enough to kind of change things on the go the good thing with me i guess the way i always worked as a designer is i was fed from other people um and asked for opinion from anyone from you know that were around me in the office um i wasn't i was never really a person that just worked in my own with my own self i could i couldn't really work like that um and so what's manifested with 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 the festival is that i managed to then take that sort of behavior and thinking onto masses i guess what you just mm -hmm. uh, framed perfectly uh that's exactly how i think my process is like gather from everybody information and make a decision it's kind of like constantly doing living in focus groups um mm. and for me that's you know collecting this data you know like you, you send send something out and then you receive it and then you judge whether your kind of thinking is correct based on that rather than just like oh yeah this is 
what I want to do and then just go and do it and then decide that, oh, well, maybe that's not the smartest idea or maybe I just <laughs> yeah. kind of missed that by, by far. Um, but I constantly just um, chat. And so I did, as I said, did have uh, two months of like being disconnected because I really needed that. And so and I just started for the last uh, month and a half to reconnect with everybody and see where everyone's at and what's going on and 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 slowly kind of planning my my year uh it's going to be a very different year but i'm actually very excited although it's scary again as a hell because you know launching new things and stuff like that it's 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 good when you have something that's working and then you just add on. But right now it's kind of like, well, let's just throw these things and see whether they're going to stand up alone. Um, but it's still exciting. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. And I'll, I'll be as... Um, I have to be like a very... Um, very much so kind of open to changes as they come. Uh, because I think we still right now... I feel Australians are waiting for end of September. You know, I think that's a judgment day. You know, and and I think a lot of pressures put on on that sort of end of September and um, everyone's. I think kind of let us just see what happens then. And I think around that time, September, um, we'll feel more comfortable maybe where things are as long as there's no second wave. I think um, the businesses potentially could really, really pick up. And then, of course, there'll be those that um, will be in, in, in problem um, after September. Uh, but hopefully they have now time to think what to do post-September. So that's now time for them to focus on that. So, um yeah, I think that's a critical moment. And then everything from there on, hopefully, it's going to go to, to better. For sure. And, I mean, what, um, in terms of kind of um, finishing up, is that what advice would you give to kind of um, people setting out? So kind of, you know, you've, you've taken, as, as kind of Patrick's alluded to, is that you've taken this kind of test and learn and kind of actually figure it out as you go, which is, I think, is an incredible um, skill. And it often speaks to kind of an aptitude and an ability to do that. But if you had to kind of cast back and you had to give advice to um, yourself 10 years ago um, and you're kind of in the shoes now, what would you actually say to that person about kind of taking on things like this about building communities around kind of really kind of strong ideas and you know kind of building something that actually has a, an incredible social fabric to it do you really think you want to do that <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes or she goes <laughs> or they go yes i do um, <laughs> yeah it's, it's what comes it, next <laughs> yeah yeah it's incredible really you know um but you have to think of it as, you know, doing beats at a time. And, you know, I've gone through a tremendous learning curve, um, f- building something. I had no idea what I was building first two years. Yes, there was investment. But even so, we didn't know what the purpose of it was. For about three years, when we started kind of getting the grip on something, and then figure out it needs to pivot again. And so over the 10 years, you know, I've been 
just really i think it's in the last three years have been kind of solidified a lot more on what this is and people kind of really understanding i think it was a before its time the market wasn't ready there was this kind of like a spaceship landed and and it was disorientated and you know and so people didn't know what the hell was was this and why are you putting all these people together and it doesn't make any sense and you don't have a clear kind of path and so there's a lot of wasted time but for me it was again very hard process f- to kind of really find what's what's working what people really want um and and finding that tribe finding these people who really understand and get it um and of course at some point when i could afford to to fly out and see what other events and are are and you know um see what other people do in different countries i started sort of understanding more how and where i want to build my thing uh what i want to do what i don't want to do and started bringing those influences uh to pause and you know shaping it a little bit not radically changing it so that's been i guess last uh, last few years but yeah a bigger chunk of of our development for the last 10 years you know was really redefining what we are who we are who we are for and what is this this whole thing so um i mean my my whole yeah philosophy is like you know just jump into it and then figure it out later mm-hmm. um learn i mean i learn a lot of things i learn learn pr learn how to sell sponsorship i learn how to build the pitch decks i learn all these sort of things um writing copy that wasn't my best thing now i'm kind of excited about it um i get stuck in spreadsheets i was designer like i mean i've i've kind of really turned um uh, the seats uh, many seats and if you're in a journey to or want to adventure to kind of really learn a lot of new skills and and find out things you need to be curious and and jump into things and, and and figure out what and how you do it and sure it's it's as stressful as hell at some times because it's time money lifestyle do you really want if you want really a, a nice lifestyle then don't start a business you're not gonna have it um i don't but then you need to start a business that you can see your lifestyle through it mm. and so i live what i do and for me it's fine um that's what i love um but if if you don't love your job then don't start a business I don't think. Thanks, George. That's incredible. Thank you very much. I mean, I think just to just to finish off is that, you know, it's it is I can I can really kind of um, reflect on that as well as I think you kind of if you don't, if you don't, it's not actually a cliche. It's actually if you don't kind of love it, if it's not central to you, then it's not something you can actually kind of step into the world and actually do. It's just not. It doesn't actually become something that any of us can actually kind of um, take take forward as a strong platform. So clearly you love what you do. And uh, thanks so much for taking the time to to hang out with us today. It's been tremendous to kind of meet in person and hear uh, hear where you guys are at so thank you very much thank you thank you for having me enjoyed it 
Thank you for listening to BAU, Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's B-A-U-P-O-D-C-O.